0: It's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest already, huh? What about those websites? JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com is the one that just goes to JackieCation.com because it made me laugh. I'm on AllThingsComedy.com, which is a slash something, uh, the Dork Forest. AllThingsComedy is an umbrella group, podcast group that I'm part of. So if you're looking for more pods to listen to, they got them over there. There's also, of course, thedorkforest.bandcamp.com, which has premium episodes. There's probably 10 now, plus a, a storytelling album that I put together, uh, to figure out how to use Bandcamp that has some, like four stories. Everything's a dollar. And then there is a free album that I put together, which has 17 episodes from the first 200 episodes of The Dork Forest and that's a free, that's 17 hours of dork forest the, essentially the from that those first 4 years 4 or 5 years where i recorded it over the phone so the sound quality isn't as good but they're kind of interesting guests and i thought it, they were fun episodes so that's a free album over at the dorkforest.bandcamp.com other than that let's do the credits mike rickberg Composed and sang the song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen, and Mike will sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Vilmos does my website, Jackiecation.com, and Patrick Brady is gonna fix this audio. The the website just got revamped and uh Vilmos did a great job, the store page, which he put all these great fan art uh that I that I have um all over it. The store page has all things that you might want to buy. They had Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts, just Dork Forest t-shirts, my stand-up albums, and DVD. And then uh it's got a trailer for my DVD. Uh, if you want to just watch a trailer for the DVD, this will make an excellent Horcrux. You can buy the DVD. You can also just get it downloadable, streamable for $10 from ComedyFilmNerds.com, their downloadable store. And you can get t-shirts. All the t-shirts are union-made. The CDs and DVDs are all available for download from Amazon and iTunes and just listenable on Pandora and Spotify. But if you like a hard copy, you want me to sign it, just uh, you can buy it there. Um, oh, the hoodies, you can get a zip hoodie. We're coming into fall here, folks. And if you want a Dork Forest hoodie, I have some in stock. Feel free to email me at Jackie at JackieCation.com to double check. Otherwise, I'll have to do an order and it would go on back order. But you can email me anyway. Oh, you can support the show. If you don't want stuff, you can just support the show. You can review it on iTunes. You can tell people about it using your mouth hole. Or you can donate. There's a donation button and an Amazon banner. Those are two ways to donate. The Amazon banner is free. You go to the Support the Show link. and The Amazon banner is just a portal into Amazon. When you order from Amazon, if you use the portal from JackieCation.com, the dork Forest gets a kickback. It doesn't cost you extra. You just order like normal. And, uh, the dork forest gets kicked back. Then there's a direct way to donate, which is the donation button. And if you've been thinking about donating, now's the time I say. What the heck? It is, uh, PayPal. A very basic sort of, uh, kind of donation button. And whatever you want to give would be great. Uh, super fan status is a hundred bucks a year. And that was arbitrarily made up by bands, it turns out. Stand-up comedy. I do stand-up comedy. I'm in in Los Angeles for the next uh, week or so. So go to JackieCation.com or at JackieCation on Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram, and you'll find out where I'm doing stand-up comedy in the Los Angeles area this week. All right, let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm back in my living room. You guys, I'm with Jeffrey Golden who uh loves Disneyland. Hello, Jeffrey Golden.
1: Hello, Jackie Cation.
0: One of the uh, co-founders and publishers, right, mm-hmm. of Devastator Press, That's exactly which right. uh was a magazine that made me laugh uh <laughs> probably 6 years ago. Maybe 4? <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, a little less than that. We've, yeah. we've, we've been uh, publishing for about six years, seven years now.
0: I feel like I met you on the ground floor. Was it Stereos?
1: Yes, it okay. yeah, still is. And, and
0: still co- co-
1: contributes? Yeah, absolutely. He has a book coming out called Toys for Cheap, which is a fake uh, toy catalog, like a fake 80s toys catalog. That's I forget out that about month.
0: Devastator Press. You guys are like, yeah, it's a real book, or is it?
1: <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> Everybody, when they look at our covers online, they're like, the first question is always, is this a real book? Mm-hmm. like did somebody actually make this and right. the answer is yes yes they, they did are, they are at real. the very
0: least there are pages with words on them <laughs> regarding that thing that the cover says it's about
1: we should just put like lops to ops and lops of ops and <laughs> all of them. just like you get this cool cover and then it's just the book is just a bunch of
0: filler tags <laughs> uh, that's funny uh, devastatorpress.com is the is the publishing company that's and right. you're and the, at
1: yep and we're the only all humor uh, we're the only all humor publishing company in America and really? our, uh, that's right so there's no other, co- you know, that they'll be publishing companies for detective stories, for mystery stories, yeah. for YA and stuff. There's no all humor imprint. It's just us, right? And but- uh, our writers are from The Daily Show, The Onion, Adult Swim, some really cool authors. And we're, oh, we're fun! We're sort of like a collective of.
0: Oh, right, just a collective of people who want to publish and, and, and you, you were like, please come. That's right. And,
1: uh. And come, come to the big tent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> big tent. That's, yeah, that's my thing about the Dork Forest too. Let there be a big tent. And so it's after Jeff- Jeffrey Golden on, um, on Twitter and your, and your name is spelled very fancy with
1: a G. Yes, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. <laughs> and
0: then Golden like Golden. That's in right. the golden age. And you have written a very silly book uh, yes. called Dream It, Screw It. That's right. And it's rejected Disney attractions.
1: Yeah. Because of your enjoyment of Disneyland. I love Disneyland. <laughs> I have always loved Disneyland. Did you grow up here? I did not grow up here. I grew up in Buffalo, New York. That's that is just far about, away from here. That's far away from every Disneyland. I actually mm-hmm. n- didn't go to Disneyland until I was uh, in college, I believe. Um, when we were looking, uh the family was all thinking about moving out here. Was just me the whole family. It was gonna be me, my sister, and my mom. We're all considering it, and then just it was all just three. You just going, going, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're going on. A, we're going on a Disney trip. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to California to LA to sort of check out the scene. Right. And uh, and we went to Disneyland. But we had been to Disney World many many times.
0: That oh, really? Me. As a child? Yes. Because East Coast, child. I suppose. Yes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm from uh, the Midwest, so we went to. Like Six Flags, right? And, we had uh, a
1: Six Flags shoot. We had uh, Six Flags Darien Lake in, uh, which is about an hour away. It was a class trip. That it was, was well.
0: Place. That was the one we. I was in marching band. We went uh, every year for, 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 for in high school. It was called Marriott's Great Adventure, and right. then and then Six Flags bought it and put a death rattle into every different ride. Uh, Previously, oh. it was a perfectly safe uh, <laughs> place. Marriott's was that's, great. That's
1: crazy that they made it less safe.
0: It 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 felt everything felt less safe when when Six Flags took it over. Marriotts was we would march because we were we had our our and it was crazy because we had wool uniforms. I don't understand why they give high school students. I mean, granted, we also do the football games, but. Right. I suppose that's why. Whatever. It's, it's a fascinating thing. could they have
1: had summer uniforms and... Oh uh, no, public school. Public school. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, me too, me too. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. Uh, our unsafe theme park was <laughs> called <laughs> Fantasy Island in Grand Island. And it was always... Was it big year. or was it... Uh, or no, was it recurring? It was recurring it was recurring. Every year there'd be some story about somebody who was hurt or <laughs> injured at or de- or died at uh, it was Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. Yeah. That is
0: great. Well, the one that truly had the death rattle was uh where I went for in sixth grade I was a crossing guard. And the, and our and our crossing guard field trip was to outside of Milwaukee. There was a little there's a little town and it's gone now. Muskego, Wisconsin cool. had i i i I can't wait to say the name of this place. it's called dandelion park dandelion park it's a weed a dandelion <laughs> is a weed, <laughs> and you're like none of us even blinked. We were like no dandelion park dandelion. let's can we go out to dandelion park and I remember my parents we i only went the one time, and my parents were like. Yeah, that place doesn't look great.
1: No, the rides to... do not seem well maintained. Yeah, this but... is,
0: this is a, this is a caricature of a toothless carny running, <laughs> flipping a switch here. This is a classic. So, so do you like rides?
1: Yes. Okay. I love rides, but I love all, it, it, what I, um, what I really dork out over, I guess, more than anything is like the way stories are told with attractions oh um i know oh, right. like which
0: disney weird... is the best at.
1: disney is the best that's why like um the other day i was on a i was on a podcast uh two juice talking it's a really funny show oh. and
0: uh uh by the way i didn't even tell anybody about your i'm gonna interrupt your story yes please uh to tell them about two Pause. packs a week
1: oh yeah yeah yes because
0: you have a, your own damn podcast <laughs> i
1: do have a podcast yeah two packs a week uh TWO packs a week it's on itunes it's a comedy show where I open up packs of weird retro trading cards with comedians.
0: Yeah, and so that's uh, <laughs> that's that's moments of family fun right there. So, it's
1: not any, family so fun. <laughs> every single episode is like e explicit. It's the explicit and <laughs> iTunes. We talk about some uh, some so, effed up shiz on, <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Uh,
0: anyway, but you were on another podcast talking yeah, about rides.
1: I'm sorry to interrupt oh, that story. Oh yeah, and we, we were talking about the, our favorite types of theme parks, and I and uh, the one of the hosts was like, "Well, I really like. I actually don't I'm not really into Disney. I'm really more into like Six Flags or because yeah. I want to go fast. Yeah. I want the fastest ride, the craziest ride." And for me, it's all about the story. It's all about the stuff surrounding the ride. be to yeah, me, me like, too. Yeah, or you, are you, are you yeah. the same way? Oh, I love yeah. that.
0: Like, I'll go on your weird Superman death ride. <laughs> I don't want to, but I'll do it
1: once. <laughs> right. And
0: then, but I would rather go and see the story of a, you know...
1: Yeah, I want to I want to have there be a video at first while I'm in line. With
0: the hour long ride, the fact that they make it interesting.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. No, I want it to be an experience. I, and I think that's what what Disney pioneered. Um yeah. which is the idea that like you are basically the protagonist in this adventure.
0: Right. right. You get to be in the movie, or the, in the or, movie. The, or the the ride movie.
1: That's exactly <laughs> and then, that's right. And then
0: you're going to get in the ship <laughs> and then things are going to go go south. <laughs> like Indiana Jones.
1: Oh, I love Indiana. Indiana Jones is, I think, a great, a wonderful attraction. Love that ride. you got the video that tells you that there's a curse yep. that you're going to experience. <laughs> you did hear the word curse. That should be a red flag for you to turn around. You do not turn around. You do
0: not turn around, even though that guy tells you to turn around.
1: One of the things I love is on the ride key. Do you, do you ever pull the rope? There's this like area where uh, it's like a well. I guess it's like an expedition into this temple and there's like a rope in uh in light and you're meant to pull at the rope and when you pull at the rope Every so often, you'll hear like a noise that sounds like somebody died. <laughs> that, what? Like that, you like must have pulled like the rope that was uh, the scaffolding that right. someone was on. That some archaeologist <laughs> like jumped to their. This is in
0: the Indiana Jones. In right, Indiana Jones. Oh, Because yeah. I know that there's three different doors mm-hmm. that you end up going through. You end up going right. to, to to something that may or may not be. You know, yeah. are they? They're different.
1: Uh, Are the that, rides a, different? That's a good question. I think maybe slight differences because like, it's always the bridge, right? And it's always the giant ball. They always hit you with the same, the same big things. I think there's just some little things about the way, like the ride, you know, like the experience slightly differs, right? Right. But it's, uh yeah, I've never, I've never noticed it. I have like paid attention to it, and I, I can't like tell you like. If I felt like this one was more extreme right. than this one, I hope they <laughs> go to
0: the right. Yeah, or I hope I know. they go <laughs> to the middle. I never, yeah, I never. <laughs> when some people do, like I, I think somebody, I, I remember someone going. Well, I went to the left last time. I, I suppose if you went on the ride three times, you'd want to go in each door, <laughs> right? But I, I don't think I've. The line was always too long.
1: That's true. Indiana Jones has always got the line. you got to fast pass that one. Fast
0: pass it. That's fast, a fast pass. passer. And it's ex- exactly. Now explain the fast pass.
1: Oh, yes. The fast pass is what you do at Disney. Uh, and I was around when it was when it was invented. That was my prime Disney going those years. Were the, those, those were the years when I first
0: instituted it.
1: When they first instituted it. So you go into a little kiosk and you put your uh, ticket in. You put entry. your admission to your yeah. ticket in. And it spews out a little, like, a a ticket that says, an extra little pass that says Hey, come back between the hours of five and six o'clock, and you can use the fast pass lane. And there's less people in that Right, line, in, right. That, in that line,
0: and you could just sort of plan ahead to that to that time, exactly. so that you don't have to stand in line for an hour. Now you can and, stand in line for 25 minutes later. And,
1: and we <laughs> loved it. Our family were super big, like planning Disney family. So we were reading all the strategy guides. Oh, really? All the, yeah, all the the advice books on like how to navigate best navigate the parks. Did you do that for Disney World too? Yeah, definitely. We started at Disney World doing it for Disney World. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> I- we were very organized. It was part of our pride. We we <laughs> never watched a parade. This okay. was something in our fit. Fa- this was oh, a that was a, that was a thing. Family rule. Family rule. We never watch a parade because when the parades come out half the, the park is watching the parade and all the lines are good. You can go get onto things much faster when there's a parade. You're thinking
0: ahead. You're thinking <laughs> ahead. You're like, how? How can I get on this ride in 15 minutes instead of an hour 15? I know.
1: you got to game it. you got to game the system. <laughs> who, who
0: doesn't want to game? At, uh, Andy Ashcraft, my husband, wants to game. He's like, well, there's probably a game mechanic that they've instituted that they want us to use. Right. That so,
1: <laughs> is smart. If yeah. you're, if you're and clever. if you don't
0: have tiny kids, you don't need the parade.
1: Right. Because
0: right. it's I remember remember my brother, and I've probably told this story before because I've, I've had other fans of Disney on, is my brother Phil took his kids and my niece was probably eight and she <laughs> wanted this, a signature of Snow White. So she went on a ride and he stood in line and got the signature. And, um...
1: But isn't the act of the, the, of the, of the kid,
0: kid meeting, getting this, meeting
1: them? I thought, that I
0: thought Maya the, wanted to meet Snow White, right. but Phil came back with the signature going, you know, I could have just signed this. Uh, it was just a
1: woman. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the real Snow White. It
0: wasn't the real Snow White. Son of a, a
1: gun! <laughs> you can
0: swear if you want. Oh, <laughs>
1: great! Son of a bitch! Exactly! <laughs> Fucking <laughs> a!
0: And uh, so, yeah, um, yeah. So what? Okay, so you walk in to. I've been to Disney World once. Yes. And one of the things that blew me away was that was that storytelling experience of the of the animal park,
1: right? Part like of Animal it, Kingdom,
0: yeah. where they they actually decorated the cages of the animals. In the countries that the animals came from, (laughs) right? It was like an ancient, um, like Buddhist temple ruin, and then there was a tiger,
1: right? And
0: I was like, "All right, is (laughs) is that is the tiger excited about this? I certainly am."
1: Right? That's you're you're who it's meant for. Although I, I'm sure the tiger likes to have a you know a little more space, than which you they do, have,
0: they and do, and they're pretty, they're bigger, which is nice. Yes, because so there's nothing sadder no. than a zoo that's got a creepy cage for. It.
1: Animal Kingdom is one of the ones I know the least about. I, I was I was only there one time. When it Animal was Animal Kingdom, Kingdom? When it was first opened, which is apparently the worst time to go to Animal Kingdom.
0: Oh, right, because they, they hadn't shined it up right.
1: Right, they they didn't they. First of all, one thing about Animal Kingdom that's horrible is that it's always, like, 20 degrees hotter than everywhere else in the park. <laughs> and this is, like, Central Florida. Central Florida isn't it's known for cool being, like, ever. cool. ever. Right? It isn't, like, known for being cool. Wow. But it's sort of like how, El, you know, the valley is always hotter than, than L.A. Right, it's except like- for in
0: the shadow of the <laughs> – and, and that's because the Hollywood sign just shades on the rest of
1: Hollywood. <laughs> that's right, yeah. It has
0: nothing to do with the ocean. Uh, we live the in mountains. pleasant
1: pleasant Hollywood sign shade. <laughs> But the – so, you know, there wasn't very much, and a lot of, like, the best, like, rides and things that are at Animal – that or were at Animal Kingdom at that time were also available elsewhere. Like, you oh. could also get, like – the bugs life, like yeah. tree of life, like that's all that's other places as well. Like you can get that in uh you can get that in California. Wow. So, oh yeah. Okay. So so uh, so What's for,
0: your favorite thing about the world though? Disney my,
1: World. Oh my favorite park is uh Epcot for sure. And that's my favorite park in all Disney parks. I love Epcot. Always have, always will.
0: That's not then the castle's not there. It's the round no, thing, no, right? That's
1: the round thing, yeah. It's spaceship Earth, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The um, yeah, it's uh for me it was like this so so one thing I love about it is it's like corporate optimism like
0: nice yeah that's
1: what it <laughs> that's really what it what what Epcot celebrates um and it's I love it like there's a part of me that loves it ironically and there's also a part of me that loves it like legit like legitimately
0: well it also gives you hope because we're right. surrounded by Corporations and you were like, well, maybe it'll all work out.
1: <laughs> well, at the time, there was a thinking. So, um, so Epcot is this weird. Uh, is this weird genesis? It stands for the the acronym stands for Experimental People Community of Tomorrow. Oh, really? It, yes, because it wasn't going to be a theme park. It was going to be a place where people lived, like real people lived. Walt Disney was designing like this is going to be the prototypical. Like, this is gonna be the, the community of the future. That's what this what we're we're building right here. Oh, we're, I could
0: see him totally building Westworld. Yes,
1: Jesus. Yes, that's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly right. I'm sure Westworld probably had its. It, right. they, they they probably knew about this, and they were probably some like, aspects. That's, of
0: That's that's where this is gonna go. This Walt. Well, this, <laughs> this is gonna contort, It's gonna it's gonna go south. There's gonna be trouble.
1: <laughs> it's like Jurassic Park, but just without the dinosaurs. <laughs> without the
0: dinosaurs, but instead animatronics, future tech is gonna eat you alive.
1: <laughs> so. Well, he he died. Before it could be realized, so he designed it, and uh, he got the Florida, the Florida land. There was going to be a Disney. There's going to be a Disneyland. There's going to be Magic Kingdom. Right, the, the fantasy. And then there was going to be this people community of tomorrow. And, uh,
0: Cause everybody wants to live right next to a Disneyland.
1: You know what? Uh, so you would be surprised how many people do want to live. Like I know that's like a funny, that is a funny joke. And most people probably don't, but there are a Some lot of people. Some people who might, do. I suppose. Yeah. Who, people who move from all parts of the country to Southern California, specifically to Anaheim, specifically to live near Disneyland. That, that's the thing.
0: I'm sorry. You know what? Now that it's all been said out loud, <laughs> I am not surprised. I <laughs> <laughs> why why would I mean? Then you could be like, well, then I'll get a yearly pass, right? And then we'll just the kids will just go after school, and and it'll be great, and or like,
1: or we'll just get you know, yeah, the right. adults to right, right. go all we the time. We will go and the
0: kids will go, and we'll right. all it, we'll just grow up in the shadow of Magic Mountain or whatever of of my of
1: the uh, my mom was one of those people. She moved to Celebration, which was, uh, so, uh, which was a town that Disney built near Disneyland, cause she worked in Disney for like, okay. some time. So, and it was, so, uh, Celebration is sort of what, it was sort of the 90s version of what Epcot was supposed to be. Okay. So, so Epcot mm-hmm. is this like crazy futuristic idea. Walt Disney dies. He, he can never build it. And the idea gets put on the shelf. Um, and Roy Disney goes ahead and starts building on the Florida land. They call it the oh. Florida project. Oh, right. And so Roy Disney calls it Walt Disney world in honor of his memory. Okay. Um, but a bunch of these Imagineers who were like, well, we really liked this Epcot thing. It was yeah. a pretty cool thing. Like, can we still be talking about it? And there was like a group of them, of Imagineers that would meet like on Sundays, you know, they would have, it's like a Sunday <laughs> brunch day off, yeah, and day off and they'd be like, well, how can we make Epcot a thing? And it morphed into this theme park that was all based on all the ideals that Epcot was supposed to represent. So like the future of communications, the future, you know, the living seas, the future of the oceans, the future of, you know, and then all the countries of the world, like coming together very much. I think Walt would have liked it because it was very much in the model of the old, um, World's Fairs. It okay, was, built in that.
0: You know, I don't think I've ever been to Epcot Center.
1: Oh, it's it's. it's I love it. It's worth definitely worth the trip. Right,
0: right. It's, the um,
1: my favorite Epcot though is is eighties Epcot. Eighties Epcot was the best. Well, current was... Epcot is is amazing. I love current Epcot, but but eighties Epcot was. <laughs> Prime Epcot <laughs> steak. You just cut yeah. that, and it's like nice, rare, you know, theme park steak.
0: Sure. What, what was so great about, I mean, are you talking about what the Epcot Center was like in the 80s? Yes,
1: that's right.
0: How is it different from today or from previously?
1: So, uh, one thing is, uh, <laughs> one thing is, okay, so I'll give you an example. The, uh, the journey into imagination, which was a beautiful, wonderful ride in its original conception. They, Dumbed it down in previous, iter- in, in future iterations. But in its original inception, it was this gorgeous ride. So, so a figment, who is a dragon, uh, purple dragon, uh, character. Okay. Uh, is your sort of guide along with the dream finder, who is this weird hipster guy with a beard. Who, okay. Who, uh, and they, you, the first thing you see is, uh, is, is, uh, Figment and the Dreamfinder. They're talking and they're coming up with all these crazy ideas. All these cool, crazy ideas. Oh, we're thinking about, about, uh, storms and a cloudy night and we're thinking about, you know, rainbows and wow. kittens and all kinds okay. of stuff. So now we have all these ideas. Okay. You and me and Figment and the Dreamfinder. Yeah. We all collectively <laughs> have all these ideas. We're just spitballing. So we're going right. to take all these ideas and we're gonna, for some reason, we're gonna put them in the dream port. They got to go to the dream port.
0: Okay, dream port. Off to the dream port. Where,
1: uh, where I guess your are good. Dream, where, where they'll, they'll maybe they'll make they'll become real, nicer. or well, they'll become they'll become figments of your dreams. Oh, they'll okay, become part of your dreams. I'm assuming. Okay, it's been a while, but I'm assuming. So you go through this ride, and the ride is just all these like. What's the ride called again? It's called Journey into Imagination. Okay, and so the the ride is. All of these like amazing, beautifully crafted um, fantasy worlds of all different types. So you have one room that's like this this like uh, it's supposed to be like a musical room with all these like crazy like instruments, <laughs> musical notes, and all these things. There's one room that's supposed to be like it's like this pristine white like carousel room, and it's like crystal. It's like a crystal room, and Figment oh, wow. is there throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and explaining kind of like, stuff. Explaining and... stuff. And it's like wow, wow. This is a <laughs> numbers land. Numbers are cool. You know, computer world. Wow. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was uh, it was just this beautifully constructed story. You know, the, the yeah. story was really simple. And you feel like you have gone through a world of imagination. Yeah. Um. They then changed it. Um. They uh, they took out the Dreamfinder, which I was okay with.
0: Okay. And they added
1: <laughs> Eric Idle, which I'm very okay with. I love Eric Idle.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. But nothing the, wrong with Eric Idle. But the new ride, Monty st- Python, right? Oh yeah, Monty yeah, Python. There we go. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Um, Good for
0: me. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not for you. Mm. The. Uh,
0: no, I never remember anything. So I was, I was patting oh, yeah, myself too. on the back. Oh, I'm
1: kind of so, like that too. Yeah. I also forget a lot. Yeah. So yeah, the um, so you're so the new version of the ride, you are being like tested on like how imaginative you are by Ooh. Eric Idle and the Dream Institute, but then Figment sort of hijacks the ride midway through and is like because the original so. Okay, great. So there were multiple (laughs) iterations of this ride. Right. So they so they took this ride, and Kodak was the sponsor. And I'm guessing, I think the Kodak, like, either they dropped their sponsorship or they were, like, wanted to pay less or whatever for ride maintenance. And so they they trimmed it back. They made the ride just about, like, testing your imagination abilities. So it's, like, a lot of, like, illusions. So you'd see, like, a butterfly in a cage. You'd see, like, an empty cage. And then you would, like the cart would move and then you would see like oh there's a butterfly in that cage okay it was like a lot of like tricks but yeah, it yeah. it was it was considerably less imaginative than the original <laughs> than the original ironically right and then <sighs> and then the uh friends of figment online fan group uh oh. complained uh bitterly and they protested uh wow. the ride and they were very upset and so um so eventually they they sort of did a half and half where like at first you're being tested on your imagination, and yeah. then Figment sort of hijacks the ride. Okay, and then it becomes some of the some of the magic of the previous <clears throat> ride is like reinserted. But okay, that original conception was was was
0: just was was it just to encourage imagination, or just to go? Yeah, this is Figment's crazy imagination. No, do think, you think it's cool?
1: I think the idea was to encourage. The the person to be more imaginative. Yeah, and I can understand the imagineers wanting to make it more about the viewer, like more about the riders. Yeah, know? like it's like a journey because they called it a journey into your imagination. Right,
0: so they wanted more interactive. They wanted somehow. to be more interactive,
1: yeah. feel more interactive. But I felt like the. The original, I think, was more inspiring. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it sounds like it. That's what was cool it about it. It was
0: less it. of a test.
1: It was less of a test. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't go to Disney to be tested. Exactly. Actually. The other part of it, too, was they had this upstairs area in the original Journey into Mention. And they still have, like, an area, like an interactive playroom kind of area, but the original one. It was amazing. They had like a, a thing where you could act in like a video, like a green screen video. Oh wow! They had a, a rainbow tunnel. The best thing was the rainbow. This rainbow tunnel. It was just a. Ima- they there is one in an airport. I think it's Chicago. It's like between like terminals. You can go. It's sort of sort of similar to it. Maybe you've seen it before. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's O'Hare. It might be O'Hare. It, it might
1: be O'Hare. I've it might heard, be. It,
0: part of Denver or Dor- Dallas or yeah. it's a big one it's a it's big like,
1: airport it's has, not
0: Atlanta right not who Atlanta. cares that, anyway
1: it's like rainbow tunnel yeah so you're walking through and it's just all these different lights co- like, these lights of different colors and like yeah, you're, you're just, your synapses are lighting up when you're riding this, this, <laughs> right. this thing. And when you're going, doing, doing, it's these just a car, by
0: the way. So it's a car going through these different worlds or?
1: No, no, no. This was, so also the ride part yeah. is like you're like in a car. You're yeah. Like in a car going through the different, uh, these different rooms with different. And then there's also this like upstairs, like interactive area where you,
0: oh, where you do, can just play. You can play. Oh, you nice. Play.
1: Yeah. And it was amazing. I mean, did they get was, rid of that part? They, they, they did and they did it. They got rid of that But then they added a new version of it, okay. With some of the features of the old. That was the thing. It's like it's like it has some of the features of the old, but it's not not quite the same,
0: right? Because they're just trying to twist. They're they're trying to tweak it to make it better and and
1: more digital and more. You know, it's like oh,
0: because sometimes the tech is it it moves so fast. Right. I remember when I was a kid, the Wisconsin Dells uh, had a. It's a beautiful, uh, boat ride up and down to see these beautiful dells on the Wisconsin River.
1: When you say dells, you're referring to the computer, the personal computer, no, right? No, I am Your not. I'm you talking see about a, a, it's a, it's a rock formation stations. on the
0: either side of uh, a <laughs> uh, And it's very, it is very pretty, but they, there was like water parks and, and, and all these things, these destination things, and one of them, in the 70s was called The Foam House of Tomorrow
1: The Foam House of Tomorrow
0: It was when we were all going to live in styrofoam because right. that seemed effective and, uh, <laughs> and so and they knocked it down they took it down and like it was too bad really because it was such a joke thing <laughs> to go look at when I was in college like I think in the 90s they took it down it, right. it was there for 20 years and then finally everyone was like yeah we're never living in styrofoam it's not <laughs> happening And but you could tour it and it was and some people regret that they t- 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 tore it down and I'm like no, there's pictures. It's good. It's a giant foam uh, house. Don't worry about it.
1: There was a similar <laughs> thing in Disney. They had like a pl- I believe it was plastic was the main material. Because that's what similar. we were going to live in. Right, we're going to yeah. live in plastic. You know the uh, and then the book I I make fun of that sort of corporate optimism and sort yeah. of book fun at these different you know the way that we thought. But I I think the thing that made Epcot in the '80s so cool and so fun was that it was maybe the last gasp of a time in which corporations felt like a civic obligation to the citizenry. And that was what Disney, I think that's what Disney was going for. Like that's what he, he felt like he was doing a service to people. Yeah. I think he, and I think a lot of, of heads of corporations felt that way, that their company wasn't just about Th- taking That's money. why they
0: think that they're people. Right. Is a corporation is a person. So they have a civic responsibility to give back to the society. Right. and, well, that actually explains why Richie Rich thinks it is, is a—he's is a, a person. Absolutely, uh, his that corporation was, is a person.
1: That is the—that is Richie Rich in a nutshell. He is the, the uh, embodiment <laughs> of this idea of you know. The philanthropist, the, the
0: noblesse oblige kind of mm-hmm. we're gonna I'm gonna have all of the money and right. then what I'm gonna do for you is I'm gonna give you this toy right and uh what well, I'll give you a book and <laughs> you'll learn things and it'll and and i I actually I don't have a huge problem with noblesse oblige i mean uh, no. it's if it's a choice between that and socialism uh right. the one Seems more likely and it's and it's and it can be taught. Socialism uh, takes enforcement. So I would like anarchic socialism where everyone chose to share. Right. Uh, But that also isn't occurring.
1: It's not. Yeah, it's not not human necessarily human nature.
0: Right. Um, But but noblesse oblige can be taught. Right. Which I think is kind of. Which is
1: great. And yeah. It, it's, and it can be pressure. You and can, I'll take it. <laughs> corporations can pressure each other into doing it. And, and then that's what Epcot, the 80s Epcot sort of embodied. Like every, every pavilion is like, you know, is like, oh, AT&T's vision of the future. This is what we would like to have. And, you know. So they're
0: literally corporate. P- pavilions, Yeah, absolutely. Sponsored by different corporations.
1: That's exactly right. Every ride was sponsored by a different corporation. So you'd have AT&T sponsored, uh, sponsored Spaceship Earth. You'd have the various, uh, you know, like tourist sports. Like Kentucky Fried for
0: Chicken or... <laughs> not that bad. Not
1: not that bad. Cuz it
0: was supposed to be Tecker or or, right, that's or right, maybe 3M or Caterpillar or something.
1: Uh Nestle, Nestle, Nestle got in. Yeah, Nestle got in with the land, which was uh that was a, that's an area where it's like food, it's like promoting healthy food choices. <laughs> And you see, like, food from different, like, food categories there. So you have, like, your grains area, and okay. you have your meats area. And the idea is to promote healthy eating. Of course, you know, Nestle, we don't necessarily <laughs> Wait,
0: right. they're, a, they're not really healthy. rising to the occasion themselves, right. but I love that they were encouraging it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
1: and that's, that's the, that was, to me, that was the thing, with looking back on it, like, that was so cool. And I think it's why so many people really love uh, this defunct ride called Horizons, which was basically, like, It was that like to the nth degree. It was uh, a ride about the future. Trying to think, we're trying to remember who sponsored Horizons. I don't quite remember, but the idea was: this is like this is like the future of everything. This is like the future (laughs) of life,
0: right? Because everything's horizons. Okay, that makes sense. New
1: horizons for you and for me. (laughs) <laughs> if we can dream it, then we can do it. Is that
0: how the song goes? <laughs> how the
1: song goes. Nice
0: work, Jeffrey Golden. Oh, one yes. thing you
1: get with my book is you get a lot of parodies of those songs, of the okay. live songs. So if you are a Disney like a super Disney fan, you can... Yeah. You get. I I make fun of all the different. Uh, the is different it things. so?
0: Is, is it? You're you're. Pr- it's printing at the end of the month, right? Oh, it's all, and then it, it's also already on e.
1: It is print. It is printed. Uh, it is on a slow boat to uh, to America. As oh, we there you speak. go. Pokey. And it is available. It, it is as an e-book. As an e-book, and it comes out to the twenty eighth, uh, September twenty eighth.
0: Are you gonna do an audible? You you're gonna. You, you can do an audio version? We're of it?
1: talking about possibly partnering totally. with a, with someone pretty cool to do an audio version. Knock on wood. So we'll, All right, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that.
0: Can hope. Dream it, screw it.
1: Dream it, screw it. Why not? Yeah. The, um, it was fun. As an Imagineering nerd, it, yeah. was, it was fun to design basically the worst theme park attractions I could come up with.
0: <laughs> right. Cause and, you, what it is, is your rejected Disney attractions, right? right? Are they, uh, like dangerous?
1: Yes, some of them are dangerous, <laughs> some of them are violent, some of okay. them are, are sexy. Right. Uh, some of Little them are too impractical.
0: Are we impra-
1: <laughs> so we have, so for example. it's an impractical one. So, uh, one idea that, uh, so, so the, the, the story of the book, it's about Dip Disney. The worst Imagineer in history. <laughs> he was Walt's uh, cousin. They grew up together as uh, river playing boys. Oh, great. Uh, In the in the the rivers of uh, Marceline, Missouri, and uh, in <laughs> basically through through his connections with well, he gets a job for life at uh, at Disney Imagineering. Right, and he comes up with seven thousand ideas for attractions, none of which are used. <laughs> and so he uh, one of the rides is uh, that he comes up up with is the Haunted Mansons So he proposed. Bring, what could be scarier than Charles Manson and his family taking up residence Super haunted. at the haunted mansion? Yeah, <laughs> or uh, one idea is uh, in terms of impractical. One idea he came up with was uh, the Great Monorail Disaster. So the idea was that, uh, every day a different monorail would be picked to start shaking violently as if it were about to crash. Oh. And, and like the announcements would come on and saying like, this is not a, this is not, not a Disney drill. magic. This is not a drill. Pray to your God. We're about to fall off the track. And then all of a sudden you, you can anybody, can anybody ride this monorail? And you hear, oh, I can. Yeah.
0: And then you Mickey's voice and he like
1: writes the course of the monorail. And then you're all, you're all.
0: That, <laughs> and that isn't a bad ride at all. On that ride at all? That sounds like a fun ride.
1: Maybe at Universal, that would be a yeah, good ride. That would work better at Universal.
0: It's a so. Um, what's your favorite ride? At, or do you have favorite rides right now at Disneyland? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, um, my favorite. Uh, my favorite currently open attraction, though it probably won't be open for much longer, is uh, Muppet Vision Four D.
0: You um, love an underdog, man. I do love an
1: underdog. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you why I love it. Yeah. Um, so I'm somebody who loves uh story in rides and how yeah. like little details can contribute to the grand story yeah. of a ride. Muppet 4D. The the key, the waiting area is so packed with jokes and Muppet references, and stuff. Yeah. it is crazy. I I say to you, yes. kind kind viewer, <laughs> kind listener. <laughs> Uh, if you go to Disney, yeah. just, just don't even worry about when the next showing of Muppet 40 is. Just walk through the key and just look at all the different little sign gags. The gags on every inch of it is covered with Muppets. I'm also a huge Muppet yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm also a huge Muppet fan. And so like the experience of it is, uh, is truly incredible. You really feel like you are in the muppet theater
0: Well, it's so weird sometimes when the when the when the line goes too fast, you can miss all that stuff.
1: Right. That's right. Yeah. I would I as a kid would purposely walk through the rides keys slowly and I would let people Is pass the line
0: me. called the key? The key. I mean, yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, You're, in the little, little You're in the there, know. You're in the know. Mm-hmm. Well played. Uh, no. Well played. <laughs>
1: The uh, I would purposely walk through the key slowly and let people pass me just so I could view, see these details because yeah. they put in there's so much work is in the details. Yeah, there was a story. Um, one Imagineer this early on in Disney, like Imagine I forget exactly what the circumstances are, so I'm going to make them up slightly. Go for um, it. So <laughs> there was, let's say, there was an Imagineer working on a door frame for a uh, attraction. Okay. Right? And uh, the Imagineer couldn't find exactly the right doorknob. Okay. But found, like, one that was, like, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. And he would tell Walt and be like, I know we wanted this, but, you know, this type of doorknob. But this one looks, uh, pretty, looks close. pretty close. And it's, you know, it's, like, you know, cheaper and it was much easier to procure. We'd really have to spend a lot of money to get the right doorknob yeah. for this thing. And what would be like, you know, they may not... Know consciously that it's the wrong doorknob, but something about it will feel off to them. Right, like something about it will feel less than. And he didn't. He was a perfectionist. He so wanted to spend it to the eat, money, spend the money, find
0: the right thing. Mm-hmm. There you go. Spend the money, spend find the, the time. Right thing. Yeah,
1: do the. And that's and it's reflected in the Imagineers' work. I mean, you don't go to you don't make a, a Disney attraction on the cheap. No, like, no, no, like, no, no! Do it that. <laughs> like you're, you're, you are spending the money, and this is this, this is the triple A. This is the best theme park. It's, it's why
0: they stole it. It's why every like, why Universal does it that way now too. Like right. I just went to Harry Potter World in Orlando, mm-hmm. and it was.
1: Amazing. Oh yeah. And
0: the detail was gorgeous. And, um, but a friend of mine who used to be, uh, he was an Imagineer for 27 years at, uh, at Disney and he was the head of, uh, and he used to do stand up and he, um, and they, they laid him off, uh, after 27 years.
1: Why did they do that? Well,
0: they, but whatever, it doesn't matter because he got the biggest golden parachute and, and, and and tickets to Disney World forever for the rest of his life. right? Right. Right. And moments later, I think it was a, a possibly four or five heartbeats later. Uh Universal Tokyo offered him the head of their uh, uh entertainment their oh, amusement yeah. park division. They hire
1: a lot of Disney Imagineers yeah. to work at Universal. So he's worked
0: <laughs> at this uh, at Universal uh, Tokyo uh thing for a year now. And he doesn't know how long because he also got this pension so he's fine. Good. Anyway, but,
1: uh. I'm glad your friend is okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's all working out for him. And,
1: uh, I mean, a 27 year career at Disney is, is not... It's not, not
0: a career cut tragically short. No, Yes, it'll be not. fine. That's a
1: good, he had a good run.
0: That's a perfectly fine run. I mean, and
1: especially these days, you know, maybe, maybe Imagineering is one of the few companies left that has that kind of, you know, that, that long ethos, that like long term ethos, like if you can, if you're good, like they'll keep you on. And despite despite your rising costs of your salary, you know your salary right because
0: it is thing. a rising cost thing, and, right. and and they, I think that they, from what I've heard, and this is a complete hearsay, and yes. so don't sue me, Disney, even though I'm <laughs> sure they've got lawyers just waiting. Uh, is that you? If if yeah, if the if the price does go up, they can they can hire new young guys who right. y- young people. Hopefully women.
1: Yeah. Disney, if you people could. Of color.
0: Yes, anything. Yeah. Get some diversity people. Yeah. <laughs> get a lady. Get a, get a black man. Uh, nobody loves the, nobody loves superheroes and monsters more than the disenfranchised. Hire a woman. True. Hire a Mexican. Do it. They, Do
1: it once. Do <laughs> yeah. it once. Just try it once. One Just one of, it one of each. One so of each.
0: I was, was I reading somewhere? This is a stand-up, this is a by, I, I digress because someone said that, uh, With stand-up shows, they will uh, often book one woman or one person of color. Right. uh, Diversity. Diversity. Instead, and whoever wrote this, I can't remember who it was. I think it was a woman, but I can't remember. She said, here's a better theory. Um, Make sure... That no more than a third of who you're booking is a white dude. (laughs) And then just fill the rest of it with something else. Right. And then a third will still be white dudes. I swear to God. That's pretty, I mean, two thirds, you gotta mix up the rest of the planet into uh, two thirds.
1: We try with the, with the devastator, we try pretty, uh, pretty hard to keep, to reach out, to reach out and, and, and keep it diverse, specifically with, uh, Male, male, female. Um, you know that the proportions have always been yeah, uh, fifty fifty, and among our our authors, which uh, which I think is important. I mean, I think it's important to get a diversity of perspectives in any creative endeavor, because inevitably you run you you run out of ideas if everybody is the same. You yeah. run out of ideas. You run out of perspectives to mine. Yeah, and that's what you know whether it's imagineering whether you're you're you know it's whether it's you're coming up with some ingenious mechanic or yep. or story idea whether it's a sitcom where you're mining people's lives to try to come up with new story ideas it's like you know, if everybody is has the same background and the same education and the same thing, right? You're gonna eventually run into a point where
0: you're just you're, you're a just, snake eating its own tail. You're just be boring the hell out of yourselves.
1: Exactly. It's yeah. You're
0: like, no, we told that story.
1: <laughs> we already we did that in season six, right? Episode fourteen. Someone
0: was, uh, I think, one of, an Uber driver. Hello, uh, an Uber driver told me that her daughter was uh, was watches something on the Disney Channel called Jesse something, yes, yes, and. Her mom was trying, and she said that, uh, this woman was like, you know, and all of these Disney Channel sitcoms are full of really sassy-mouthed kids. Right. The kids are sassy-mouthed. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want my daughter, w- I was like, that's not a trait I'm looking for you to uh, learn. Right. So yeah. uh, I was that's like,
1: anyone. yeah,
0: nobody wants that. And so she uh, turned the kid on to Cheers, which great. she was like, I know it's set in a bar, but it's it'll be fine. <laughs> and, uh, and so the kid's watching Cheers with her parents. That's great. And her, the kid goes... I know this episode. And they had lifted it entirely for a Jesse episode. Oh,
1: you want to know? Beat by beat. Yeah, you want to know why? Why? Because because a lot of people on that writing staff are 90s sitcom writers. Oh, right. It's where 90s sitcom writers go go to to the Disney Channel. That's right. A lot of them. A lot of them. They need the work. They They need need the work. work. They need the work. They know this format. They can do it. They can knock them out. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense then. And
0: and so they're doing, essentially, it's Sam and Diane as eight-year-olds with the snarky comments. And
1: uh a couple <laughs> of friends that I always thought it would be funny to do uh taxi for kids like if you Ooh. could somehow if you could somehow make like taxi for for like for for like the yes. Channel I don't know how you do it. maybe it's go-karts maybe they're maybe they're caddies or something I don't know they're like driving lemonade chauffeur. stands
0: who knows man I yeah. mean just like
1: but taxi for kids just a group of kids of you on know, bikes. different types and uh, down on their luck depressed kids you know <laughs> who re- reach the end of their rope all <laughs>
0: the Danny DeVito of nine-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> All right. I want to tell you my favorite ride that, yes, uh, that is underappreciated in my opinion in, uh, in Disneyland, which is um, the rocket ride.
1: The rocket ride.
0: You know the rocket ride.
1: Yeah, the rocket. And it's just Dumbo. Yeah,
0: with, uh, rocket. with rockets. Yeah, that's and right. it's entirely about the story. It's entirely <laughs> about the way it looks, and it's because enti- all it is is a giant flipping st- swing. It's a right. swing. That's right. And I'm having the time of my life in that swing. And you I-
1: imagine you imagine yourself going, In with- a rocket in a rocket, yeah, going <laughs> to space. I mean, and that's part of story, and that story too. You know, I always I always gravitate towards like. Like traditional, like narrative storytelling, where they're like building the sort of conflict, you know, the videos, the thing. but that's that is that is as maybe more legitimate, which is just like well, let it's the kids in, a, imag- in a heartbeat, spark the the spark the writer's imagination, spark let them let them imagine the story that they're up in space, that they're yeah. going to, to Mars, you know? Yeah, I love that. I think it, that's a great choice.
0: It was yeah, it's uh and it's so funny because whenever I go with anyone, I'm like, can we can we go on the rocket ride? And they're like. Why you, are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know. I know you want to stand in line for Star Wars for an hour and a half. And I too wish to go on the Star Wars ride, but can we go on the rocket? Can ride? we fast
1: pass Star Wars <laughs> right. and get onto the rocket get ride? Get on the rocket it's, ride. With... Rides the wait is 10 minutes. Exactly. Get right, on it.
0: right, it'll it shouldn't take it shouldn't I swear to God it won't take more than a half an hour. <laughs> we get there. And what time do you like to get to Disney? Like what are the secrets? Are there secrets?
1: Yeah, there are secrets. Um I like to th- this is you know, on a, on a really crowded day, on a super crowded day, there's basically nothing you can do. Right. Like on the, on the most crowded of days, like it's the most crowded of days. Yes. Like you're not, but on days that are like medium to light attendance, typically mm-hmm. what we'll do for, for Disneyland or for Magic Kingdom. Okay. Is we'll typically start in the middle kingdoms first. So we'll go to like advent we'll go to maybe oh, like adventure land or place like that, you know, because And then our- work your way out. Yeah, work your way out. So the so so we'll typically do like Adventure Land first and then we'll go back and do say in the in like the afternoon like the early afternoon we'll do say Tomorrowland uh you know, but and Fantasyland will do towards the end of the day because we want What's to What's in Fantasyland? Fantasyland would be like Peter Pan.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: Because you want. Teacups? Teacups would be okay. Fantasyland. Because you wanna because the kids go to Fantasyland. that's most crowded during the day. Oh right. In the evening it's generally less crowded, so it's easier to do uh,
0: Shrewd, Shrewd move, Shrewd lands. move.
1: This is uh this has been my experience. Others may have their own Varying. Uh, their own ideas about what <laughs> to do. Well, you should take the, the train to this uh, you know, this right, town right. And you do this.
0: It was I think the last time I went, I went with my friend uh TJ who we went to college with just about a month or so ago, and we She had never been to California land. Right. So we spent most of the day in California land, which was fascinating to me because I love the idea of California land. My favorite thing is that, uh, though they got rid of it. Talk about being sad about getting rid of stuff. Which,
1: what did they get Um, rid of that you like?
0: Uh, California adventure is just the swing ride where they, where it's, uh, you get to see the coastline of California. They, they, essentially it flies you 3D. Over California,
1: yes, right? that's right.
0: Well, you fly over the orange groves. Mm-hmm. They used to blow an orange mist at you. Yes, they, they did. They took it off.
1: They did take that off. They changed it to uh, your, that you're soaring around the world, I believe, or soaring... Uh, Soaring around, uh. California
0: soar, yeah, soaring and.
1: It's more of a, it's broader now than just, than just California. That was, that was the original conceit of the ride. Yeah, the orange smell is something that people remember from Horizons too. Oh yeah. This is, this was part of it. They would go, you'd see like the, the hydroponic, like orange gardens and then you'd be blasted with this orange smell. Yeah. And, and, and and people love it. I loved it. And and, in our, in our house, we actually got orange Like, like soap, like always, we'd always get the orange soap because it reminded us of that uh, that experience.
0: Vital work is being done off of exits all over New Jersey uh, (laughs) to create these smells. And uh, (laughs) they are, they are tactile. They are memory generators. I'm on board. Absolutely. Um, And
1: that's, that's part of it. It's a ride. It's a ride. (laughs) Well, they also do it. I mean, it's piping smells is something they do quite a bit. Like they'll also do it in the bakers in, in Main Street, USA. They'll do uh, the, the Main Street they'll do, like, a, you'll pass, like, a bakery, and it's very clear that it's not just, like, the smells of cookies. Right, film, they're they, not actually they're, making... No, no, they're, they're like, baking, they're but making, they're... But, but the smell is coming from a piped <laughs> smell that is, that is coming, that it's, like... Yeah, sniff, 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 sniff. Oh, I want that. Yes, I need that. You know, yeah. that's part of the experience. It Yes, brings you into the to, to the world. One of my favorite things
0: to do, uh, and it's so it's hard sometimes to go to Disneyland with Andy Ashcraft because he doesn't <laughs> like to overeat.
1: Ah, uh, and I was like, right. mm, that's part of the experience.
0: It's all. It's pretty much what I'm interested in. Uh, I'm interested <laughs> in in, uh, in having weird food at least three times a day. Oh, let me tell and, you.
1: Uh, before I would just have to say, yeah, you. Definitely need to go to Epcot. Oh yeah? Epcot has the, uh, has the, all the different foreign countries. Oh right. And all, they all have restaurants. Every single one of them has a different restaurant. They're, they're, they're delicious. Like, so it's definitely worth going, if nothing for just the cuisine. They also have a food and wine festival that they have every year too.
0: Well, so. two years ago I went to Hong Kong, uh, to do stand-up. Oh man. And we got free tickets or cheap tickets to go to Hong Kong Disney. Great. And so the weirdest thing about Hong Kong Disney, uh, it was fascinating, by the way, they had a, a Toy Story uh, thing where um, the guys were dressed as army dudes.
1: Amazing. And they- Was it a ride or was it like a parade? It was or? a,
0: it was a, it was like Fantasyland. It was Toy Storyland. Right. So the grass was super tall because you were supposed to be the size of toys. Oh,
1: that's amazing. It
0: was so amazing and the rides were pretty good and stuff, but the whole, the, the story was the best part of it, I thought. Right. And, uh, and it was for kids. So it, but the, they had, Guys dressed up in fully dressed up in green paint to look like little army guys That's cool. and marching in formation and
1: I think and, I've seen that in the Pixar parade. There's like a Pixar plane parade. Yeah, that they, I think I've seen that. The It reminds me. It's sort of similar to uh to uh, the Bugs Land in yes, uh, California, but but with a movie that I would be more interested, more, in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. more yeah,
0: that I liked better, much right. much better. <laughs> and but the the best thing about Hong Kong Disneyland was the food because they had like an Indonesian.
1: Uh the
0: because it, I was in Asia they were like well are you chinese from the mainland or are you um are you indonesian are you malaysian do you need uh what do you need japanese food <laughs> and they literally had played to that so there was also like corn dogs and uh, hamburgers right. yeah for for people who are like, no, I'm at Disneyland, and uh
1: right. and then I there was turkey legs,
0: and then there was Singapore rice noodle, where you're like, oh my god,
1: <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> it it's was really you, good. It's great that you can get those things in a Disney park. It's really yeah. Good. It yeah. felt
0: it felt much yeah much more interesting. And then, <laughs> so what's uh what's your current favorite ride? What what are what are your other favorite? We're we're coming up here. We're we're pushing. I don't know. Are we, are we
1: at the end of the, the no, queue we, almost? We, we yeah, got another ride, 10 we're, minutes. We're about to ride the ride here. We're,
0: yeah, yeah. We're uh we're coming to the end of the story. What are your favorite? Yeah.
1: One of my favorite uh defunct attractions mm. was uh was a ride called Alien Encounter. <laughs> um and it was made because uh Michael Eisner wanted to have an alien ride at Disney. He thought it would be really cool to okay. have like a scary, like, alien ride. Now, some of the younger Imagineers, like, agreed, like, hey, that would be awesome. It's the 90s. That would be awesome.
0: Let's bring this up a notch. Let's bring this into the 20th century. That's right. Yeah, let's
1: go take Tomorrowland in a whole crazy different direction. Yeah. And uh, some of the older Imagineers, of course, were like, this is a horrible idea. This
0: is not what Disneyland
1: is. (laughs) This is not what Disneyland is. And I would argue that they were both right.
0: Right. Um, it kind of belongs over in California Adventureland. Yeah. yeah. I, I
1: think it would have done better in a more adult park. Yeah. Um, so basically, the premise of the ride—it's—it it's, was probably the funniest Disney ride. <laughs> like, just like, and not like funny and like, like like Disney has its own like like cute like fun. It's like a, sensibility. a gentle. It's a gentle, gentle
0: comedy. Yeah,
1: this was satirical. This was a satirical Disney ride. It was very well done. It this was, was really a poke. Funny.
0: It was, po- it was, it was a, a poke. somebody poking your face. Okay, so, so Get it? Uh,
1: and it was definitely also like making fun of that sort of corporate optimism uh, that that Epcot is all about. Wow. So the so the premise of it is uh, this alien company, literally an alien company from outer space, called XS Tech, has uh, invented teleportation, and you're going to be. Uh, demonstrate, you're gonna be witness to a demonstration of teleportation technology. Um, but there's a lot of hints that, like, this company is pretty nefarious. They do one test with this alien called Skippy, Mm uh, in, like, an initial round, and the, uh, animatron, I believe, is voiced by, um, uh, you know, uh, Rocky or Picture Show Clue, um, why can't I think of his name? Oh, my God.
0: Someone's uh, yelling at their iPod.
1: Yeah. No, uh, no, no. Uh, Tim. Uh, Burton? No. no,
0: no <laughs> Meadows? No. no. <laughs>
1: he, wait. This is crazy, Robins. This is; these are all wonderful Tim's. <laughs> all right, it's going to occur to me. It's like everybody who's listening to this at home. It's like shouting the name, like right. into the thing.
0: Are you reading a comic book called Descender at all? Uh, Timmy Twenty One. Anyway, no. <laughs> no, not him either. Okay. So
1: the uh, so it goes. So the the demo demonstra- shows this cute little alien called Skippy is like teleported across the room, and we see he's like. Tim, like, Skippy's like burned to a crisp. He, Skippy did not fare well in this demonstration, but they're going through with it anyway. So the demonstration is supposed to be that the chairman, uh, of XS Tech comes to the, uh, comes to the, to the, to the earth, right? comes to earth to answer people's questions. But the signal gets crossed over with an alien, they couldn't get the rights to alien, to, to an alien-esque creature. And suddenly, you are in this room, this enclosed space, with like a hideous creature that's like banging on the glass, and eventually escapes. And that's the that's the basically that's the ride. The, the ride. The and Disney didn't
0: own the rights to Alien.
1: No, no, it had it. Got it for. It was in the part of the great movie ride, Alien. They did like a sequence where yeah. it, was it but they couldn't for some reason, I don't remember why the rights That's did, so weird. didn't come through for this. They didn't get, they, they couldn't use it for, uh, for this particular uh, tragedy, <laughs> but they went through with it anyway. And, sure. And the, it, it's, according to what I've read, mm-hmm. it was like super thrown together. It was like, it went through like, hun- like, like hundred drafts it was really problematic on a number of levels, but the end result, it was just a fascinating and like amazing bit of of, like show. It's just, it's an incredible show. It just
0: came out and no, it didn't, and it didn't. It had to be fascinating because it didn't kind of fit.
1: It didn't fit, right. right? What was the name of it? It was called Alien Encounter. Encounter. And then they, what they did was, um, so so it went for like a couple of years, and then they shut it down because there was kids were getting too scared,
0: right? They, it was the, creepy and weird. It and was creepy and it didn't weird. fit. It,
1: didn't fit. <laughs> it was for adults, and they replaced it with a Stitch uh attraction that was similar, McCant, with the same. No, I never
0: saw Lilo and Stitch.
1: Oh, you never seen it?
0: Yeah, I understand the movie's adorable.
1: It's it's. One of my favorite Disney movies for sure. I put it in my top three Disney movies. Maybe it's my, my favorite. Um, I love Lilo and Stitch. I might um, have to just, this that is,
0: When we hang up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> When it, we hang up. It, what's when happening? we
1: hang up. Yeah, we'll don't, we're in the room together. <laughs> yes. This is the Um, the, uh, no, but like, uh, the ride is not very good. It's very watered down. Okay. Especially if you, if, and again, like this You're,
0: is. If you loved it enough, you'd go. If you and were, go. It, I need to be anywhere near these characters.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, what was so, the run? The, 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 the stitch version is all, is like almost identical. It's the same. They're like, Do you, I think you're like a, I'm trying to remember. I did it once. You're like a, I think you're, he's like being transported to prison, but he doesn't get into prison and said so he gets, he gets, okay. he gets loose, you know? Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's like, yeah, you know, this is, this is not as good as what it was. Right. You know? Um, but, uh, but that was my thing. The original alien encounter was like, I loved it. it. was exactly my sensibility in terms of like the satire. <laughs> right. And, and you'll see it, that there's reference to it in Dream Because you like the
0: regular rides to Indiana Jones and Absolutely. Star Wars and, oh, yeah. and Mountain and Space Mountain
1: and, All the and Thunder
0: Road or whatever <laughs> the We went on Thunder Road. It was actually quite, scary. it was, the, I think, the fastest of the rides. Th-
1: Thunder, yeah, Thunder Mountain is, Thunder Mountain. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredibly, it's like, it's, it's almost, got, it's gotten faster over the years, I It feels I feel almost
0: like. six flags fast. I was like, oh wow, this is a real, this is a real
1: ride. <laughs> this is a real deal. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing this. Okay. Let's I didn't, do this.
0: I didn't make it when we were just there. We didn't make it to the new Star Wars ride, but right. we ate at the Star Wars cantina, essentially, <laughs> which was just, you know, wall. But I right. think for dinner I had, uh, I think I had like a death by Darth chocolate or something like that. And then I had, there were two drinks. There was a light side, a dark side. And they both came with toys in them, like a, a glowing Millennium Falcon and a glowing Death Star.
1: <laughs> I, I love the new – what they did with Space Mountain, the overlay that they did of Space Mountain. I actually tend to like overlays. Like What's, the, What does that mean? Over, meaning like um, – so the ride uh so they didn't change, fundamentally change Space Mountain. They just put a new skin on it. They okay. added videos and 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 you know, and music oh, okay. and things to kind of they The did, ride's the same. They just the story changed a little Exactly. So like they like Haunted Mansion becomes like a nightmare of before Christmas land. That's pretty good that's that's like really good. That's that's Oh at, like, at
0: Halloween do they do that? At
1: Halloween. They okay. Do that. Yeah, at Halloween through Christmas they do that. Um but the um What's it? Uh, we were talking about. Oh yeah, so so Space Mountain. Uh, I love it because what they did with it, Hyperspace Mountain, what they call it now. Okay. And they added a ton of Admiral Akbar It's Admiral Akbar <laughs> presents Space Mountain <laughs> because it's supposed to be the the battle. I think in in Jedi, I think okay. it's supposed to be the the that's supposed to be the dogfight. Yeah, the the where, you know where Admiral Ack, you know the where it's a trap is. Oh
0: is right, right. From, you know. oh that's right yeah.
1: And uh and so they. There's videos where Admiral Ackbar is, like, prepping you for this mission. That's right. You hear him say, it's a trap. (laughs) There's there's Star Wars music. He's like, but Admiral Ackbar congratulates you at the end. Good job. It's like, it's exactly what I wanted. Like, I wanted (laughs) an entire... Theme park attraction but dedicated like, to Admiral Ackbar, dedicated to, <laughs> to to minor character turned turned <laughs> internet meme turned like major part of the Star Wars <laughs> universe now. Admiral Ackbar, right?
0: whatever anybody is like, "Well, do you know?" Like, I because I didn't know. With Star Wars, I like Star Wars. I love Star Wars, Yeah, I don't know the names of the minor characters right. And Andy explained to me the reason I don't know the names of the minor minor characters is because I never collected the action figures right. and because they were all named in action figure land <laughs> and then uh, children, that's how they memorized and know, adults.
1: I know a story about uh, the, the the what I heard is that for the minor characters in the prequels mm-hmm. that George Lucas let like his Son or grandson, his like young boy, like son just like named these characters. It's like, okay, what's Boo. this one name? This one's name is Mimo. Great. Now it's, Excellent. Done. Okay. Done. What's this one's name? Flipblur. <laughs> done. We're done. <laughs> the, uh, so yeah, problems with <laughs> problem solved.
0: Right. I, I'm looking forward to Rogue One.
1: Yeah. They, yeah. I, although I was kind of surprised by the trailer. I think when I heard like Star Wars heist movie, I was kind of imagining like more of an Ocean's Eleven style <laughs> I was You know what I mean? Like we've got like, sort of more like a cape, like a fun caper kind Jeffrey of Jeffrey
0: Golden's mind. You're like, yes, the universe is perfect. We don't need to see that. The, I don't want to see the gunfight. I want to see them. Oh, are they going out to lunch and then they get hijacked? Let's do that.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I wanted there to be like a, like a demolitions expert, the computer expert, and them all like in the trailer for each of them to Be like introduced separately, they're all played by different celebrities. Like, that was kind of what I was imagining in my head. So, I was the like,
0: weirdest details,
1: <laughs> the weirdest details. So, I was like, oh, it's, that's a surprise. Um, I'll probably that, see it though. I, I, it looks fun. The last, uh, the last, I liked, uh, I really liked uh, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. I yeah. thought it was really good.
0: my brother just called me, uh, he's just seen it, and I was like, wow, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> uh, six months, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> what'd, you <think? laughs> Ted, what'd you think? And he was like, it was like they redid the first three movies all in one movie, and I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah you didn't, you did, you're not the first to to point to, that out, to point that out." And I said, "Did you like it?" He goes, "No, it's great, it was perfect." Yeah. and I said, "Okay, well then, that's the perfect way to reboot the the, the series, as far as I'm concerned."
1: I would say I, I I really like Force Awakens, but I'll put the asterisk on it, which is that if. The next Star Wars movie, the next in the main series, is oh, right. a remake of Empire. Then I can go back and and restate that I did not like Force Awakens because <laughs> I don't want them to just remake the original movies. I, right. I think the thing that I liked about Force Awakens is that it had like the strongest take on family that I've yes. seen. The 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 view of family, family is a very important part of Star Wars, but it's very much just like father-son. It's like, what is this? And it's a very like cut and dry, like very specific dynamic that like the father and son has Whereas this movie sort of broadened it and talked about like Star Wars, a Star Wars dysfunctional family. And I thought that even though a lot of the plot... Seriously was, dysfunctional family. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only
0: thing that that I would have liked, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the film, was that um, if... You know, if Ray is of course Ray Kenobi or whatever her right? It would be great. I'm guessing
1: Yoda's, uh, Oh, Yoda's Uh, granddaughter.
0: If it wouldn't have been, why does it have to be a dynasty? You know right. why can't it just be a regular woman who also happens to? I mean, it's let's true. let's spread the the midi out, folks. Let's, uh, let's it'll be fine. I I agree. But
1: there could be could be a couple more Jedi. There used to be, be apparently ton of Jedi. There used to be. How Turns out not, uh, it's the, a
0: recessive gene. Let's have it show up on other other planets. that would be awesome. That's very true. But but I did thoroughly enjoy it. Night. It was. And if and if they do have to remake movies, pick other great movies. You know, French Foreign Legion. That was a great movie. Yeah, right? and I, so- I think that. The Magnificent like, Seven. Let's do that one.
1: Sure, I'd I like to. I like to see remakes that are fundamentally different from the originals, and also remakes of movies that I didn't already. I don't already think are great.
0: Okay, Carrie, uh, um, Rock Hudson, Doris Day, Lover Come Back, Star Wars. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> Let's do Let's that. that. It'll
0: movie. be Finn and Rey, but uh, there's a misunderstanding, you
1: guys. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle, but Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. exactly. they got to meet at, the, they gotta meet at the, the, the Death Star, but...
0: Ferris Bueller, <laughs> he doesn't want to go to camp or whatever.
1: You know what? I would actually love to see a teen sex comedy set in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I think that's actually kind of a brilliant idea. Like, a se- it's, it's like, has all the trappings of a teen... Sex, like, adventure story It's like, it's, you know, it's, uh You know, the four... Dudes, they want to get laid, but they're like going from planet to planet. Like, maybe it's like a space bachelor party or something like that. I think that'd be like an amazing movie. I'd, sure. love, to, I'd love to see I that I would
0: watch that movie. It's, uh, maybe st- th- they can make it in the saga universe. You read <laughs> Brian Gave on <Vaughan> at all? <laughs> anyway. Hey, now we are definitely at Jeffrey Golden with a G. G-O-G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y Golden. <laughs> G-O-L-D-E-N. That's his Twitter handle. Uh, it, he has a podcast called Two Packs a Week, the number two on. Oh, no, the T W Yeah, TWO. TWO, number two, right?
1: If people put the numeral two, they get, they don't get it.
0: They don't get it. Which I hate that. Oh, and it's on
1: iTunes. Right. But
0: the algorithm should be able to tell. I I agree. DevastatorPress.com is the publishing company and your book, Dream It. Uh, exclamation point screw it exclamation point <laughs> is uh rejected disney attractions. Yep. and and uh, they,
1: they can get that uh, on amazon they can get it in uh bookstores across the country indie bookstores go to your cool indie bookstore and request ask for it, it request it and they'll uh, figure it out they'll figure it out and they can also get it at uh, directly at uh, devastatorpress.com
0: oh nice uh jeffrey thank you so much for uh for this weird awesome insight into disneyland <laughs> well, and disney world well
1: thank you so much this this uh, podcast is definitely an e ticket <laughs> <laughs>